Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Notre Dame football Saturday continues. This is WSBT Game Day. Your hosts, Tim Growl and Vince Tadario. Well, it's almost here. The anticipation you get when that ketchup's almost out of the bottle. How about that eagerness when you're ready to open that first gift on Christmas morning? It's just about to be rewarded. Your Fighting Irish are ready to kick it off here in about four hours to exhibit their version of the 131st Notre Dame football team. And game day's here to help you get your game on. We're going to be doing interviews, talk, and conversations about your team. And I'm here to guide you along the way. And right here to my left is a co-host of game day, Vince D'Addario. What's up, Vince? I am super excited. We have had so much college football to watch over the last 48, you know, 36 hours. And finally, we get to watch the team that we've been wanting to watch this whole time. We get to watch Notre Dame kick off. Only game of the day. We get to have to wait till 8 o'clock tonight. But finally, we're here, we're talking about it, we're on the precipice of kickoff. I can't wait. Nine months ago, it's like counting down the time since that game with Clemson. So, quickly, just give me your overall uh, impression. You were been, have been able to go to some of the practices, and you've been covering the, the team. So, what's your first impression of the, uh, this version of the 131st version of the Irish? Yeah, I'm working with Blue and Gold Illustrated this year, and so I've had an opportunity to be out of practice and, you know, talk to the guys and talk to Coach Kelly and... I'll tell you what, I've been doing this for 15 years-ish on the media side. I have never seen a defense this athletic um, that I think that we're going to see this year uh, for this defense. They they are just flying around the football. Uh, Jeremiah Wusu-Kormo has has, uh, positioned himself at that... Um, that rover position, you know, that, that, that hybrid linebacker safety position, and he is just everywhere. Um, of course, everybody's talking about Kyle Hamilton, the incoming freshman who's right. back there at the safety position. I'm sure we'll see him tonight. Um, I, I, this defense, I think, is what is going to be so exciting to watch. And then if you flip it to the other side, the offense, there's going to be so many weapons that Ian Book has at his disposal. And he's a second-year starter coming back from last year. Had a great year, obviously. Um, second all-time in completion percentage in Notre Dame, I believe. But he's going to have so many young weapons on the outside. Yes, they had injuries to Michael Young, Cole Komet, which is obviously an issue. Um, but I, I do think that he's just going to spread the ball all over the place. He's going to uh, Lawrence Keyes is going to get the start in place of Michael Young. He is electric when he gets the football. I, this is just going to be a fun team to watch, and they're going to put points on the board, and they're going to be all over the place. I think that's what everybody's anticipating. Everybody's just ready just to let it hit, let it crash. You know, game day is going to be here for each and every game. We're going to be here from the Mishawaka Studios for the away game like we are today. And then we every home game, we'll be back at the Ivy Court Inn and Suites, and we hope you'll join us out at those games for autographs and pictures with your favorite guests, and then also some free food from Fisher's Tips and Chips. I know Vince and I are looking for that in Woo. a couple of weeks. But we're ready to get started now. Just Kentucky Derby. And that means Louisville. And we've got our first guest. 
And he is a walk-on turn team captain, just like Chris Fink this year, and we're glad to have him. And I think, and he'll correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's out in California, Joe Schmidt. Hello, Joe. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Are you in California? Yeah, you're, uh, it's as cliche as it gets. I'm driving across the Golden Gate Bridge, so uh, (laughs) you got me on the road. Hey, you know what? We, we catch our people everywhere. You were nice enough to talk to me from Spain last week, so tell me real quick, what was going on in Spain? Not, nothing much, man. Uh, you know, living the, uh, the retired life, so got to, uh, <laughs> got to go over there and see a different part of the world with my, uh, my, my girlfriend and her family. So, Joe, let's get into our fighting uh, Irish. Uh, obviously, uh, your days at Notre Dame playing middle linebacker and stuff. Give us a little start from that uh, quickly about how you were recruited and uh, ended up in that going from walk-on to captain and that experience. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I kind of have to laugh when you say recruited. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think the, the I think the story's probably been uh, better documented than uh, was like. But um, you know, I was just always a Notre Dame fan. Always wanted to go there uh, since I was five years old. You know, it was kind of my my dream. Um, and so going through high school, um, you know, I ended up getting a couple of, of decent offers, um, some good offers at the end. But, um, you know, Coach Kelly was nice enough to give me a position as a walk-on on the team. And, uh, you know, once that happened, there was no other decision to be made. So, yeah, that's a, that's a very short version. <laughs> was USC one of them, right? Wasn't that your right there in the out west? Yeah, I, I had, yeah. I mean, I, I had to entertain that um, because of kind of the nature of, their, where their program was and how close it was to home, but that was never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you get to Notre Dame. You're a walk-on. Obviously, uh, you know, you're not not part of the the press conference that happens on National Signing Day, all that fun stuff. So you just go in, you put your head down, and eventually you end up as team captain. How, how does all that take place? Um. Well, you, you honestly, uh, you, you said it sounds sounds super easy and linear, but it's anything but, right? Um, and I'm sure, you know, Bank or any of those other guys that have been in a similar position would say the same thing. Um, you know, really, it's just you, you come in, you start. Um, you know, nobody knew, nobody knows your name. And so I kind of, you know, I go back and I laugh. You know, at, at that point, your scout, your player, your cone. Um, you know, at some point, uh, you know, I was referred to as air. Um, so, you know, you're not, you're, you're, you're kind of nothing when you get there. Um, and so really it's just, you know, focused on trying to do everything I could to show that I was uh, accountable, show that I was dependable. Um, and then from that point on, it was, you know, learning the defense as best as I could, learning how to contribute on special teams. Um, and then just kind of being prepared to, you know, take advantage of whatever little opportunity I was given, um, and I think, you know, I, I got lucky. I had a, I had a few good opportunities, and um, the ball bounced my way a few times. And, yeah, and then at the end, you know, it was like, you know, I look back and I kind of just I, I laugh now with my dad or with anybody else because it's like, you know, when you started out, would you ever have thought, you know, there was an, an MVP or a captain at the end of that? I, I, I don't think I, you know, in my dreams maybe, in my wildest dreams, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's still kind of crazy saying it. So had you watched Rudy before that? So and when you were watching Rudy, if you did, what yeah. thinking was, am I ever going to be that kind of person? Because you said you grew up always wanting to play for Notre Dame. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I grew up. That's all I ever wanted to do. Um, you know, it was at the top of my goal board. Um, and yeah, so I'd seen Rudy, 
you know, I, I think like just like everybody else that ever sees the movie, I you know, cry every time, right? So, um, you know, it's just like, what you know, that's all I ever wanted to do, and uh, yeah. This is WSBT's Game Bay, and we're checking in with former Fighting Irish linebacker Joe Schmidt. So, Joe, there's a myriad of memories I'm sure you have when you were playing there. Can you pick any particular game that you might call your favorite, whether it was just the whole team collectively did a great job or you individually did? No, that's, a, that's a really tough question. Um, I'd say there, there's, a, there's a few, um, you know, I think shutting out Michigan is near the top. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys recall that game where we, you know, we won like whatever it was, 37-0. Um, Absolutely. We're going to count that last touchdown, which nobody else does. Yeah, that was a pretty special one. Um, you know, every time, you know, I, I played in three games versus SC. There was one I was injured and one I was a redshirt. Um, and beating SC all three times that I was on the field was awesome. Um, and then I think, you know, my, my first ever start, um, you know, whether it was just first ever game played and then first ever start. Uh, so that was Rice. And then, uh, and then my, my, my first ever real big game my sophomore year was another one. So I got a bunch of memories, man. How long you got? <laughs> hey, uh, real quick. One of my favorite things about the Notre Dame football team is, is Wapu Nation and the, the fraternity that you guys have created for the walk-ons at Notre Dame. Uh, tell us a little bit about that group and uh, you know, what kind of that means to you. Because even after you get a scholarship, you're still part of Wapu Nation. Yeah, no, I mean, it, I think, like, it's awesome to see that the nation is, as, like, you know, we're as notorious as we are now. Um, you know, I think, like, the guys that came before me really paved the way for that to, to really happen. Um, you know, I was, you know, I'm honored to, to be, um, you know, a little piece of that. Um, but really, I guess it's, it's kind of a, you know, it's the walk-on players union, right, for anybody that's a listener that doesn't know what WAPU stands for. Um, but really, it's just like a fraternity and a community of all the walk-on guys that, you know, we're banding together, right? Because, you know, we're doing all the thankless jobs, and so we got to have something that we call uniquely our own. Um, and so that, you know, it, it's something that, um, you know, we're all part of and all want to be, um, you know, kind of representatives of. Um, and so it's awesome to see guys like Fink carry that on, right, where he throws up the W after, you know, right. catching touchdowns and, and, you know, breaking tackles. And so um, I'd say it's, it was really cool at, at, you know, at school to have that. Um, and then what's also been awesome is, you know, post-football, post-graduation, just how tight-knit we all are and how much we still talk and um, to see how um, even the guys that don't get on the field um, you know, how amazing, uh, you know, their, their legacies are now, um, you know, in life after football. Um, and so they're all just doing unbelievable things, as you, as you might imagine from Notre Dame guys. So how often do you get to, do you get to follow every Irish game, Joe? Oh, of course. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't sure. You know, you're, 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 like you said, you're enjoying the life. You're going. To, so when was, were you back at the university last season for a game or more? Uh, yeah, I go back. I go back for a few games a year, so I think I'll probably be there a couple times this season. I was back a couple times last season, so I try to go to you know two to four games a year. So when you were hearing about them talking about the uh, Culver and uh, what kind of memories that bring back, what, do you, what what's your memory from pre tryout at Culver? I don't even know if it's pre tryout, pre torture camp or whatever uh, well, everybody so said. My, yeah, torture. God, I hated Culver. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I say that with a. I say that with a term of endearment, but it's just like so dang humid. 
you know, you're you're sleeping at night and there's no air conditioning in the, you know, where you're sleeping. So you're just sweating all night long um, and you're just working hard, right? So you, you kind of say you, know, you hated it, but at the same time, you, you, you love the how close it brings you as a team and just thinking only about ball all day long. Um, so it was, it was good and bad. Um, it was funny because we actually started going to Culver, I think, when I was a junior. Um, and so before that, it was just, you know, all, all you know, everything was at Notre Dame. Um, and so, I don't know, I, all, all my memories of camp are just, you know, long hours trying to keep yourself healthy, trying to not have a soft tissue injury, um, you know, learning whatever the install is. Um, and just, you know, all you think about is football. So I got, I have, I have fond memories and not so fond memories of, of football camp, right? So this year the defense is going through they're they're basically going into their third year in a in this uh this defense. Second year under Clark Lee as the defensive coordinator. How is it yeah. when you when you put in a brand new defense? Obviously that first year it's a learning situation, et cetera. When you get into year two and even year three, tell us the difference from being inside the defense and, and running the defense. What is that like when you get into that year two, year three of the same thing? Well, you start, like, you know, I think Diaco had a really good line about this where you go from 100-level teaching, 200-level teaching, 300-level, and then 400, you know, Ph.D.-level teaching, which, um, you know, uses the kind of the, the college, you know, uh, schema to kind of explain, um, you know, the development of a player, the development of a defense. Um, and so, you know, when I think at the end of the day, all defense is the same, right? If you conceptually understand how something is, you know, works, um, you know, it's just moving pieces and around in a different fashion. And so I think, you know, all of the guys that go to Notre Dame, for the most part, people understand how defense works. Where the nuance comes in is, you know, the, the different technique that you might play with. You know, some defenses on the front, you know, the, the, with the front seven, you're playing more of a gap control. Some are playing with a little bit more movement. Um, sometimes it's, you know, much more about penetration. Um, and so there's, like, little nuances to how people play and different techniques. Um, and so, you know, in the first year, it's all about, you know, nailing that, you know, that foundation and understanding exactly how you can be, the, be as successful as possible within that scheme. Um, and then, you know, as you kind of nail that foundation, right, there's a lot of other 200, 300, 400 level teaching that, that occurs where, you know, you start to have unconscious competence on that bottom level foundation. And that's when you can start to have really big plays happen where you totally understand your role in the defense, how the defense is operating, what you need, what needs to be done to be successful, and then you start thinking, all right, now that I've got all of that covered, I can start thinking very critically about what's the offense doing to attack me right now. If I show this, the offense does that. Now I can play this way, and I maybe can create a big play. And so I'd say, I'd say that's what I'd look for more of this year, is you know guys really understanding their roles. At least that's what I hope for, right? And I have total faith in Clark Lee; he's awesome. Um, it's just really big plays coming from you know totally understanding their role and their assignment. And, um, having solid technique and then, you know, taking their game to the next level. So that's, I'm really excited to see that. Hopefully it's starting tonight. Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on WSBT's Game Day Show. We're getting the thoughts of former Notre Dame team captain Joe Schmidt. So, Joe, you were talking about, uh, in general, this year's 2019 version of the Irish defense. Any couple people in particular, players you're going to be watching tonight? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm really interested. I mean, Obviously, right? I, I'm interested to see what happens at the linebacker position this year. Um, you know, I think with, with you lose the productivity of a guy like Drew Tranquil, a guy like Tavon Coney, um, and now you've got a lot of youth put in there. And that really is the driver 
of, of the defense is in the, is in the middle. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see what Jeremiah does, and, um, you know, I'm excited to see some of the young guys that are going to try to fight to, to, to play, um, you know, and get, and get snaps. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens there with Asmar and everybody else. Um, I think that's going to be a position to watch. I think our safety position is, like, lights out. Um, you know, you throw a guy like Cam- Kyle Hamilton into the mix with, You've already got Jalen Elliott. You've already got an Aloha Gilman. Um, like, they're going to be so dang good, which gives you such flexibility. Um, and then I'm really interested to see what happens on the front, with the front, um, you know, the front four, right? I think we've got killer pass rushers. Um, and if we can dominate on the, in- on the interior like we did at times last year, um, I think we've become pretty dangerous, right? So, you know, when I look at that, that group of 11, you've got a lot of athleticism, which you alluded to earlier. Um, and now I think it's what, whether or not we can hunker down in the run game and, you know, what type of leadership we get out of leadership and productivity we get out of the middle. Um, so I think that it's an awesome opportunity for, for somebody or for a couple guys to step up and, you know, make their mark on, a, on hopefully a great defense. I was interested in when I'm a former player is watching the game. So how is it for you to watch the game? Are you dissecting the plays and what you would do, or are you able to watch it entertainingly-wise? Or we've had a couple players on say they'd allow nobody else in the room with them when they're watching the game. Yeah, what's funny, we're having, you know, I'm having people over tonight to, to watch it, and I can be uh, a little intense. Um, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's like anything, right? I mean, it's, I can't turn my brain off at this point where <laughs> you're constantly looking like, oh, they, they just lined up in three-by-one, Back, you know, back to you know, back to the the front side. So we've got flow. Now I'm thinking about like what what's going to happen there, and so there's no way to turn it off, um, which can kind of be frustrating for the people around me. But <laughs> um, you know, it makes for the game to be super fun. And so you got to detach a little bit, right? Where you know you're not playing, so you gotta you gotta just try to enjoy it, which I try to. But I care I care about the you know I still know a lot of the guys. I know the coaches, so you get you care a little bit, and that leads to uh, you know some intensity and some passion. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Joe. So we're, we're going to do a new thing this year called the fast four. And we're going to ask all of our guests the same four questions sure. about tonight's game. All right. So uh, the first sure. one over under 300 yards passing for Ian book. Over, over, easy Good over. Good man. Good man. All right. Uh, over under four uh, yeah, and a half. You got to be more aggressive with that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, I like that. I know. I had to keep it, you know, somewhat, uh, somewhat normal there. All right. So over under four and a half total sacks in the game for Notre Dame. Uh, over. All right. Let's see here. Number three. Will Notre Dame score at least 40 points tonight against Louisville? Um. I have to believe so. Um, I'm giving no, I'm giving Louisville no respect right now. Um, yeah, I, they're going to score more than forty. All right, sounds good. All right, final question for you: Over under two hundred and fifty yards rushing for Notre Dame. Louisville gave up two seventy seven a game last year. So this is this is going to be interesting. Uh, I, I think it's going to be. I think yeah. I think it'll probably be over. I think we're going to have like 600 yards total offense. Like, I think we're going to just, I think this is going to be a, a big, a big time offensive performance. We're good, man. Nice little offensive uh, outpouring tonight. I like, I like that thought. I, I'm in the same boat you are. I, th- I think we're going to see a lot of uh, fireworks tonight. 
Hey, Joe, we, we, so. we really so. appreciate you talking to us. For, and I'm glad we got the time right so that uh, you didn't think I was going to call you at 4 o'clock Pacific time. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you. Hey, you enjoy the game out there. You're on our radar now. So ever in town or whatever, look us up and we'll stay in contact with you because we always like people coming back on other years, too. So you enjoy the game. Cool, man. Thanks, thanks guys. Appreciate thanks. you having me on. Thanks, Joe. And that's uh, former Notre Dame linebacker and team captain Joe Schmidt. This is WSBT's game day from the WSBT studio in Mishawaka. We'll be right back. May I have your attention, please? This is Tim McCarthy for the Indiana State Police. You are listening to WSBT, your radio home for Notre Dame football. And game day is brought to you in part by Budweiser. Great times are waiting. Grab some buds. Carmella's at McCree's, your post-game dining destination, and McCree's Italian Bakery for all your tailgating needs. Eddy Street Commons at Notre Dame. Come dine, shop, and enjoy the merchants at Eddy Street Commons. And Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Contact Eric Yetterberg in South Bend or Matt Stem in Osceola. Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario back here on game day. Another new feature this year, we've collected a number of contributors that's our away game team it's our a team and our first away team a team member is south bend tribune sports columnist tom noy somewhere in louisville tom gentlemen what's happening oh just calling us gentlemen right there i'm, th- <laughs> I'm throwing off i don't even know what question to ask there where are you at tom well, uh- well, I, I'm sitting in the back of a Dodge Grand Caravan as Eric Hansen navigates Louisville traffic just outside Cardinal Stadium here. All right. What's the weather like down there? Hot and sunny. It's about 88 right now, wow. maybe about eh, low 70s, mid-70s by, by game time. So perfect evening for football for the Irish. Have you ever been? I know this is the Irish uh, first time down there. Have you ever been there for any kind of function down there at the stadium? Uh, not at the stadium. I've been to Louisville plenty of times for college basketball, whether it be Yum Center or the old Freedom Hall down by ex- for the Exposition Center here by the airport. So this will be the first trip to what was formerly Papa John Stadium. All right. Well, I'm sure you're looking forward to it, and we are, and all of our listeners are too. So just overall setting, overall, what are you thinking tonight? Just a brief thing. We'll get into some details. What's your thoughts? What are you going to be looking for tonight? Just how, how the offense rolls now with another year with Ian Book under center, how the defense, obviously, with the two uh, new guys stepping in at linebacker, how they're going to play, how they're going to handle this road atmosphere, big atmosphere, Monday night, prime time, what type of team are we going to see from the ninth-ranked team in the country in the Irish? Tom, we obviously we've had a chance to watch a heck of a lot of college football. What are your thoughts on some of the other things that have gone on in respect to What's going on with Notre Dame? You know, anything happen uh, uh, with opponents on Notre Dame's schedule that you're looking at or anything like that? Wait, there was college football played this weekend? Just a little bit. (laughs) I mean, not anything good, obviously, but, you know. There's a few few good games in there. I I did get a chance to see a little of the Oregon game, impressed by by what happened there with Auburn. Uh, A little bit of Oklahoma. Oklahoma's impressive. Georgia looked really good the other night. I want to see Notre Dame look like the ninth-ranked team in the country tonight. Maybe you know Louisville will, will make, make a few plays early just because of the crowd, because of the atmosphere, the new season under Scott Satterfield. But what's this Notre Dame team going to be like as a ninth-ranked team? Just come out here, take care of business, and not make this, not have this be a close game. 
You know, Brian said he spent more time on special teams in his whole career, and that's what interests me a lot. I know there's all we got the offense, we got things on defense, but what are you thinking about two new kickers? I mean, you got a you know, I shouldn't say Doran's a new kicker, but new starter, and then we got a freshman for a punter. So, what are you thinking, or what have you heard for the vibes? Yeah, it's it's key that he spent a lot of time on special teams because when you lose the all-time leading scorer in school history in Justin Yoon, you, you, you lose a really solid punter in, in Tyler Newsom. You're going to have to do some work with the new specialists, but the, what we've seen of them in practice, they will be should be able to handle what's coming at them. I think the perfect drive for Notre Dame, other than scoring a touchdown right off the bat, is a long drive down the field. Maybe the drive stalls for whatever reason, and then you have to call on Jonathan Doerr and have him kick a 40, 42-yard field goal to really settle in and say, all right, they lose Justin Yoon, but they're going to be okay with Jonathan Doerr. So special teams, that's, that's something everybody will be looking at again also tonight because you have the new guys in such big roles. You're listening to WSBT's Game Day as we talked about today's matchup with South Bend Tribune sports columnist Tom Noy in Louisville. Tom, anything specific going on, uh, you know, prior to the game? There always seems to be something last minute that happens, you know, whether it's as simple as a, you know, a jersey number change or anybody not going to play that's supposed to play. Any, anything uh, going on newsworthy? Hopefully not. Hopefully we get to the press box and, and see the travel roster. There are no travel surprises. Notre Dame chartered in Sunday afternoon, so we have not had any contact with the football team since late last week. But if there are no surprises, that's another positive step. You don't need to say we don't need to find out that so and so got left behind because of disciplinary reasons or he missed the bus or whatever. So hopefully it's a nice quiet pregame for the Irish. So are we going to see a conservative this game in New Mexico, not showing so much for uh, Georgia, or do you think they're going to get in the three running backs out there at the same time and show all those different versatilities that they're they've been working on? Yeah, you don't want to go too deep in the playbook if you're Chip Long, but you don't want to stay so vanilla where they're just running the ball left and right and not taking any chances. Go a little bit deeper than, than maybe usual. Just see what Ian Book can do, what you can do with the, with the running backs. Go multiple wide receivers, what the, what the wide receivers can do without a guy like Michael Young. Chase Claypool, throw it a lot to him. Maybe see what happens with Brock Wright at the tight end spot. So there are a lot of different variations that, that Chip Long can use in this offense. Let's see him use them. I mean, you know, why, why hold anything back for Georgia right now? Georgia's still the three weeks down the road. Do you have any particular linebackers out of that group of, uh, I think Eric was saying, linebacker Palusa or whatever? Eric coins a phrase for uh, different things. There's so many linebackers. Are there anyone particular you think is going to float to the top? Well, Drew, Wright, Drew White's going to get the start, so we'll, let's see what happens with him and, and what he's going to be able to do as far as tackling and making plays in that one spot. And then Asmar Bilal, we should expect to see him being solid because he's the one returning starter from last season. But like, just like running back, they're going to run a lot of multiple guys in there, see if anybody steps in. Like the, we, the, we haven't seen that that really happen in pre, during preseason camp. Maybe it happens now once the lights come on. All right, Tom. So uh, we're doing a new segment here called the Fast Four, and we're asking all of our guests Four questions to see what they think. And so feel free to extrapolate on your answer if you uh, if you would like to. But we got four questions for you. You ready? You got it. All right, man. Over under 300 yards passing today for Ian Book. I think I'm going over. Uh, Notre Dame obviously is going to run the ball, try to establish that, wear down Louisville. But I think Ian Book is going to come out and look the way he has most of preseason to where, man, this guy's a really good quarterback. 
All right. Question number two. Over under four and a half total sacks in the game for Notre Dame. Four and a half. Let's go. Let's go under. I think. I think defensively, they, they may be played a little cautiously because we have they have all those new linebackers as we talked about earlier. We'll go under on that. All right. Question number three. Will Notre Dame score at least 40 <laughs> points tonight? Louisville gave up 44.1 a game last year. Absolutely. My prediction in my our podcast with Carter Carls last week, I said Notre Dame 45, Louisville 13, so I'll stick with that. All right. Final question for you. Over under 250 yards rushing for Notre Dame tonight. They're going to wear down Louisville. But they're, they're, the Notre Dame offensive line just – outweighs the, the Cardinal defensive line by like 30, 40 pounds. Whew. It's going to be hot. It's going to be a long game for that defensive front. I'll go over on that. All right. Thank you, sir. We got your questions, your answers recorded. We'll revisit them in the postgame show. Play them back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, Tom, we appreciate it. You, you and Eric have a good time at the game tonight. We'll be looking to uh, read your columns, and we appreciate the time. We'll catch you at another way game, too. You got it, fellas. Great right. to be with you. Take care. This is Tim and Vince, and that was South Bend Tribune sports columnist Tom Noy in Louisville, and we will be right back on your sports leader, WSBT. This is former tight end Robin Weber. My job was to catch footballs. Yours is to catch every Notre Dame game right here on your home for Fighting Irish football, WSBT. All right, game day is brought to you in part by Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Together, we can stop hunger. Learn more at feedindiana.org. By GolfStreamCoach.com, looking for exceptional trainees to learn the RV business. Krennic RV Center, Coloma, Michigan. Family fun starts here. And Leck Leichner Door. At Leck Leichner, we open all the right doors. Well, let's head to Louisville and hit another one of our away team, A-team members. I can't think of any person better that's an A-team member. You know, I hope I can say he's become a friend of mine. I really respect him. And he's gone from a guest at the, uh, down there in Indianapolis to uh, two, three, four times a year guest on us. And we'd love to have him. Dr. Brian Radigan. What's going on, Dr. Brian? <laughs> I'm good. Tim, how are you doing? I I'm love the A-team. We're doing good. We're doing good. So you are um, at the team hotel. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, we're not going to leave here for got about another uh, 45 minutes or so before we head out. And when did you guys arrive down there? Yesterday we got in about 3.30, probably. We left uh, about 2.30 in South Bend. It's a 40-minute flight. It's a quick one. So were you, uh, did the team, did they practice at the stadium? I haven't heard what, what the itinerary was. No, today we, we did the walkthrough over okay. at uh, Trinity High School. Oh. A little high school. Not okay. too far. Yep. yep. A little shakeout. It's going to get loosened up a little bit. So give your observations, uh, non-medical-wise, but we'll go player-wise right now for the, for, the, for the team. How's the vibe of the team going into this first game? You know, I, I actually, I love it. I love it. The guys are confident. Got a lot of guys coming back that have been here before. But as every first game in the history of football, you never know who's going to show up. So it's interesting having a – I wouldn't want to coach against these guys because you don't know which coaches you have either, right? <laughs> They've never really been together. Right. But the players – yeah, they got some good punt, kickoff return, man. So those are always scary. You always just got to be patient. You know, you feel like you're the better team. It sure feels like we're the better team, at least on paper. 
So everybody kind of expects the score to start off 21 nothing when it takes a little time to get there. Hopefully we do get there, but just being patient, make sure the kids stay patient, stay calm, and uh, don't let them have those goofy plays with the turnovers, the, the big plays. Those are the things, the penalties. We, we control that stuff. We'll be just fine. Brian, I don't think I've asked you this before either. What during the off season is do you do, and what team, what team of experts on the team all get together and and plan for the, for each year? I'm assuming you learn stuff from every season, and then the off season, you guys put together some other plan to go in together. But what actually happens in your off season? You talking about for the the medical staff side yes. of things? Yes. You know, it's great. We have great communication. So Rob Hunt is the head athletic trainer. And he kind of is the head of everything for us. He, he keeps us all together. And we have a, a great training staff. There's four or five guys. Uh, Mike Bean's still on the staff. He's been there since I was a player here at, you know, eons ago. And then the chiropractor, Jerry Hoffert, Matt Leiser is a phenomenal internal medicine doctor that covers everything else with the team. In fact, he was an old running back with Harvard years ago. So he gets it. And uh, Dr. Balance, another one of the orthopods with us. So as, as that team gets together, we just review things. But honestly, it's not a, at the end of the year thing. We do it as the year goes on. So every game, there's something to talk about. Make sure we got our T's crossed, I's dotted. Players have the best way to perform uh, in a safe way. Right? So our job is to protect them, but really to uh, help enhance them as much as possible, too. So there wasn't a lot this offseason. We didn't have a lot of things shake down. Uh, but there's always an evaluation process because medicine changes. You know, are there any new medications that are outlawed? Are there any new things that we shouldn't be doing? Are there any new things, uh, biologics, for example, you know, PRP and things like stem cells? And, you know, that, that's uh, an ever-changing process that we want to stay on top of and, and do everything as, as much as possible to help our guys uh, as legal as possible. And, uh, you know, give them the best chance they can. So there's always new things like that that we try to stay on top of. Did any red flags come up? And I'm sure it is probably a stupid question. But when you get two collarbone injuries within a week of each other, does anything <laughs> come up or any look, a look-see to see what's going on? No, you know, for that one, no. No, actually, funny you say that. As soon as we have the second one, I see Jake Flint, one of our strength coaches, walks right by me. And, uh, you know, those guys, everybody's aware of injuries. And is there something we can do? He walks right by me. He's like, we got to start training for those. <laughs> so you, know, you get a clavicle injury. There's no way to train for that. You just <laughs> land the wrong way, right? These guys right. are strong as hell. So they can't really protect them from that. But it's just, you know, you know it's in everyone's mindset. You get, obviously, you know, everyone knows about ACL injuries. And we can try to do a lot to protect those. But for a clavicle, you can't. But the first thing out of his mouth was, we got to start training for those. You know, so, <laughs> Uh, no red flags for clavicles as of yet, and unfortunately, we did have one ACL. But uh, for the most part, it's—I uh, hate to say—but it's kind of a routine camp. I just hate to lose two of our uh, starting pass receivers before the first game. Right. Tim Ground, Vince D'Addario here with uh, Dr. Brian Radigan, who's down in Louisville with the Irish. Now, Doctor, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, ask you. I mean, this year is, is is pretty special, obviously. You've been traveling and working with the Irish, and you've been on the team, and this is old hat to you, but what's not old hat is traveling now that your son is a part of the team. Tell, tell us a little bit what that's been like. <laughs> it's, it's actually great. It's a lot of fun. You know, proud papa, for sure. You, you're busting at the seams a little bit. Uh, to have you know, a sibling uh, to be a part of things when I grew up with my brother and then have your own son. 
right? Have your own son actually put a gold helmet on. That's a, a whole different level, right? So uh, pretty exciting stuff. I can't help but go to practice maybe a little bit earlier than I would have. <laughs> to work a little Understandable. Bit earlier, so uh, you can imagine how fun it is. We've got some questions that Vince are going to ask you that we're asking every guest. So uh, let's see what we get for your answers. All right, Doctor. So we're, we're, doing, we're doing a fast four. So we got four questions for you. You can uh, give us your answer and then any additional information you want to give or no information, that is totally up to you. So, right. <laughs> so here we go. Number one, over under 300 yards passing for Ian Book tonight. Over. All right. Question number two, defensively, over under four and a half total sacks in the game tonight for Notre Dame. Mm, I'll say under. Okay. We're going to have a lot of hurries. That question has made everybody fight. ponder. Yeah, it has. Well, <laughs> yeah, because we're not used think, to that kind of, you know, right. that turnout. Yeah, I think they're going to be ready to get rid of the ball. They're well aware that we can put the pressure on the quarterback. I think they're going to have stuff prepared and the quarterback's probably going to dump it and hopefully into our hands there you go all right question number three will notre dame score at least 40 points in tonight's game no i hope i'm wrong (laughs) and final question number four over under 250 yards rushing for the irish under all right sounds good thank you for uh doing our fast four doc you're welcome. Hey, Brian, I appreciate you taking the time as, as usual. And you know I'll be reaching out to you again for another home game. But for now, we want you to go out and have a great afternoon and a lot of fun tonight and uh, help the Irish with the win. I appreciate it, Tim. It looks to be a great night down here. The weather's perfect, so we should come away with a, a bunch of smiles on our faces. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Take care. All right, take care. Bye-bye. They were talking football with former Irish and Colts player Brian Radigan. Next time, Vince, we're going to ask him about the Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck uh, thing. I'm sure he's got some kind of opinion on it, that. It always goes so fast. We don't have a chance to oh, ask everybody everything we want to. It, it does. It does. We'll be right back on Michiana Sports Leader WSBT. This is Notre Dame Consensus All-American and Green Bay Packer Mike McCoy. You're listening to Game Day AM 960 WSBT. Go Irish. Game Day is brought to you in part by Smith's Downtown Tap and Grill. Text Smith's DT to 85100 for exclusive deals and specials. State Farm Insurance Tim Growl for all your insurance needs. Call Tim at 232-9981. By United Beverage, encouraging you to enjoy responsibly, drink wiser. And by Wings Etc. Grill and Pub. Good food, great times, and online ordering as uh, online ordering to go at uh, wingsetc.com. Tim Grau, Vince D'Addario on game day. And we're getting you ready for... I always got have to act like I got marbles in my mouth. Louisville. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to say that. Louisville. Yeah. Louisville. Is, is that it? Yeah, you just kind of, you know, just run it out of your mouth and it ends up right, I think. One guy that stood out for me on the... Uh, as any player on Louisville is um, this 367-369... Left tackle for the offense. Have you ever seen a guy that big playing college ball? Uh, that is uh, large. That is large. That is large. And I believe he's going to be going up against uh, Cora tonight. And uh, he's a little sneaky fast, you know, yeah. a little bit. He yeah. might even get some national attention. So, right. you know, I, I look at it as the bigger they are, the slower they are. And uh, I just have a feeling that Julian Acora might have an advantage there. I don't know. We'll see. But we'll that, is see. A, that is a giant human being. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Our last member of the A-team 
We've got Lynn Clark down. I think he's at the stadium right now. Lynn, are you there? I'm at the stadium. It's very hot down here right now. It's going to get hotter around 8 o'clock when the Fighting Irish kick it off against the Cardinals. And that's why they train down in Culver to get, rid of the, get ready for that humidity and all that heat down there. You're talking about the media training, right? That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. I know you're in good. You're in good shape. You know, all the time. You you do so many. I think you do more things than Vince D'Addario, and Vince D'Addario does all sorts of things. I don't know. Vince does a lot. Every time I see him, he's doing something else. So you know, he's somebody to aspire to uh, <laughs> to emulate. And I think he's got one more thing, one more iron in the fire, you might say. Yeah, that that that's for sure. And it's just you know, here's the tip. Don't have a bunch of kids that you need to feed and clothe, and then you don't have to do as much as I do. But, you know, that that's uh, neither here nor there. So tell us a little bit about what's going on down there in sunny and hot Louisville. Well, individuals are starting to get to Cardinal Stadium in, in, in anticipation of the season opener for both teams. But uh, I'm going to focus on a little bit of a historical aspect as to this series. They've only played twice. The first time was at Notre Dame Stadium, a loss on a cold, snowy afternoon back in 2014. But uh, there is a nice connection between the University of Notre Dame and Louisville. And when you think about that connection, you immediately think of Paul Vernon Horning, the 1956 Heisman Trophy winner. The Golden and an Boy. an interesting story, a very interesting story about the Golden Boy is that he played at a high school that's no longer in existence, Louisville Fleger High School, and he played three sports, football, basketball, and baseball. He excelled at everything. And he also had a very good teammate who, happened to have, who happens to have a Louisville connection. One of his teammates was Howard Schnellenberger, who oh, went on Miami. to the University of Louisville and Miami and in the pros with the Miami Dolphins. And so imagine these two individuals heavily being recruited to play football at Kentucky by Paul Bear Bryant. But then a guy named Frank Leahy steps into the mix and becomes good friends with Paul Horning's mother, who was a devout Catholic. So Kentucky has Bear Bryant. They've got the governor at the time. Uh, Weatherby, Governor Weatherby coming over and saying, Paul, we can't lose you. You're our greatest resource in the state of Kentucky. Don't leave the Commonwealth. But frankly, he came down, talked to his mother, then went up to Paul Horning and says, do you want to be better as a player? I can make you better. And look what happened. 1956, Notre Dame Heisman Trophy winner. And the only Heisman Trophy winner from a team with a losing record, is that correct? That's right. I think they were 2-8 and eight that year, and uh, it was very interesting story about the Heisman Trophy voting that year. Everything was done in regions around the country, and so the biggest competition was the person who came in second place, and that was Johnny Majors from Tennessee, who went on to be a longtime college coach right. at Tennessee. But it was the national prominence of Notre Dame that reached into the West and the, the Northeast and other parts of the South and the West that enabled Paul Horning to win the, the Heisman Trophy. And that also kind of changed the voting structure because, because some people said, how can we give an, a, a Heisman Trophy award to an individual, individual who's playing on a losing football team? Well, you know, I got to know uh, Paul pretty good when our days uh, doing the show over at the uh, Varsity Club and uh, actually sat and had a half-hour conversation with my nine-year-old daughter at the time. And she didn't even know who he was talking about, but I sure did. Hey, Lynn, we really appreciate it. We're going to be going to uh, at each of the away games, hopefully, and get some more history and stuff. But you have a good game today, and we appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Hello, everybody back in South Bend. It should be a great game tonight for the Irish. All right. Thanks, Lynn. And this is it for tonight's game.
And here we are. This is it. This is the time for the game. So let's do our four questions, getting us prepared for the game. What do you, what do you got for uh, me too? All right, so here we go. The 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 fast four here for Tim. Uh, over under three hundred yards passing for Ian Book. Over, and I think everybody just about said over. Yeah, and I'm what about s- you too? I'm absolutely going to say over on this one. I, I just think that the the Notre Dame offense is going to have their way, and they're going to be able to do whatever they need to get done. Um, question number two: Over under four and a half sacks. For the Notre Dame defense. As I said, everybody's pondering this. And even though I've been hearing this question, I'm still going back and forth. I think we're going to get a lot of sacks this year. I'm not so sure the first game it's going to happen, but I'll be optimistic. Oh, I'm, I'm Over. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to be optimistic on this one. I'm going to say over as well. I just think that they're going to put so much pressure. Although, Tom made me think when he said that they're going to be dinking and dunking yes, to get rid of the ball no, quickly. I know. And I, I appreciate that. But I just think Notre Dame is going to be too fast, and they're going to be able too. to get in there. All right, number three, will Notre Dame score at least 40 points? Yes. Yeah. I, if they don't score 40 points, I think it's going to be a disappointment. I mean, Louisville gave up over 44 points a game last year. Right. I mean, and I realize their defense was so bad, they have to get better. But I, I just feel like Notre Dame they're not They're is not so deep good. either. So I think right. we're just going to keep wearing them down, too. Absolutely. And then the final question, over under 250 yards rushing for Notre Dame. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of passing to our backs, Armstrong, um, I think the whole group. Um, I'm anxious to see if they put those three running backs in the field. Let's, I'm going to say under. Okay. And I, I'm going to say over just because I think this game's going to get out of hand toward the you know beginning of the fourth quarter, and then they're just going to start running the ball between the tackles, and that, that number's just going to creep up and up and up, and I think they'll end up getting over 250. You could see five, five backs each get 50 yards. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's yeah. no question. I, this, this is going to be a great game. I'm really... Really looking forward to finally seeing Notre Dame hit another team. Yeah, I know. It's been a long nine months. <laughs> long nine months. Man, the show goes fast. Don't go anywhere as the Irish Cardinals coverage continues. Right after the news is everything you need to know about today's matchup on Budweiser's Game Day Sports Beat. Immediately following Sports Beat, it's the Notre Dame tailgate and pregame show. Then it's the kickoff just after 8 p.m. with the broadcast team of Paul Burmeister, Ryan Harris, and Jack Nolan. Stay tuned after the game as Sean Stiers and Reggie Brooks for the official post-game show. And they'll also give you the results of all the questions that were asked today on the show. Vincent, I want to thank today's guests, Joe Smith, Tom Noy, Lynn Clark, and Dr. Brian Radigan for taking time out of their afternoon to join us. And a big thank you to WSBT's Matt Embry right here in the studio. There's a bye week next week, but plan to join us Saturday, September 14th at 10 a.m. at the Ivy Court Inn and Suites to meet our guests for autographs and pictures, plus enjoy some awesome Fisham's Barbecue. All right here, or listen right here on your home for Fighting Rice Football, 96.1 WSBT. For Vince D'Addario, this is Tim Growl. Go Irish! Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 